From Leader in Me Studios, I'm Molly Garcia. This is The Empowering Teacher. How do you feel when you walk into your classroom? How do your students feel? Staff, visitors, and family members? What story does your classroom tell? Creating a leadership environment lets us begin teaching our students without even cracking open a book, where the walls teach lessons that reveal our students' worth and potential. So how do we take intentional steps to create this environment for our students? Today, to help us dig into this question, we're joined by Sharla Austin, Leader Me coach and consultant from Florida. Sharla, welcome to the Empowering Teacher Podcast. Hi, Molly. It is such an honor, my friend, to be in this learning space with you today. We are so excited, and we're going to go ahead and jump into our conversation. Charlotte, as teachers, we know the value of creating that safe place for students to learn. The question that we're going to really focus in on today is, how do we do that in a way that empowers and ignites all students, and not just in theory, but in practical and doable steps? So, When we say creating a leadership environment, what exactly do we mean? Yeah, Molly. Well, just really thinking, I love this question, and it goes to the heart of what our Leader and Me schools are focused on, and it really ties into our core paradigms. I think a positive environment may have a physical environment that is aesthetically pleasing, maybe with bright colors, power words that are motivating to see. But really thinking about asking ourselves, does it create school belonging or does it simply motivate? So I think a leadership environment is a shared environment and it does create that school belonging. And Molly, we know Dr. Covey says leadership is communicating people's worth and potential so clearly that they come to see it in themselves. So what story do the walls tell? How does that physical environment an emotional environment make us feel connected? What do we hear in that leadership-rich environment? I love that you bring that sense of belonging so that every person that walks in the building and the classroom knows that they're loved and that they belong. So who builds the leadership environment? Everyone builds it. (laughs) We know it has to start somewhere though. And I know that's where our educators might be asking, who does build it? So Essentially, it does begin with adults modeling, and I think it can quickly morph into creating opportunities for our students' voice and really their input. That can be the student lighthouse team, and really then it starts to spill out into families and communities. Sometimes schools that are wanting to move into this shared leadership environment, it just takes that small group of people who believe in dreams And they root and grow into something that really invites others to be a part. So really including students in the building and dreaming. And Molly, if I could just tell you a a story. Back when I was a school site leader, our leader and me coach at the time, the amazing Lonnie Moore, he said a few simple words when we asked him how to build shared leadership. And he said, are you ready? Let's ask the kids. So really thinking what paradigm shifts for us beginning our journey and looking back, we were controlling everything and I was the lead control freak. But fast forward to today, they're shining brightly here in Tampa, Florida as a lighthouse school with over a dozen students initiated and created murals and student initiated environmental projects that partner with community organizations. 
And so just a great success story with starting with something simple, like let's ask the kids. In my mind, I'm thinking me and we, right? It's not one or the other. It's me and we. I love that. So as coaches, we often say, you know, what we see and what we hear that can determine how we feel. It's this idea of, you know, that the eyes and the ears are a pathway to the brain. So talk to us a little bit about how the Leader Me five core paradigms truly impact the environment in our classrooms. So I love this and I'm super passionate about those paradigms. Really thinking these paradigms, they lead us. And as adults, change starts with us. And so when we lean into the paradigms and the seven habits, we're anchored. So just thinking about this anchor, anchored in the belief that each of our students can be leaders. They all have genius and we release control to empower them. So then they become leaders of their own actions and their learning. So as we reflect and determine, where do we need to shift? And do I believe that all my students have leadership potential? Do I believe they all have genius? Do I lead the way with change starts with me? And do I empower my students to lead their own learning? So just thinking, how can we go through these paradigms and maybe just glean into one at a time and not trying to do all five, but just which one can I lead out with right now? I love that. That has so much simplicity to it. This is also screaming reflection. Like that's the big word that I can see flashing in my mind as you're sharing that. And I I go back to, we don't learn from experience alone. We learn from reflecting on our experience. So how does taking a moment to reflect on our own paradigms as a teacher impact that culture of the classroom? That impact in reflection, I'm super huge into reflection because I think that is the game changer. And looking back and really how can we run in our areas of strengths and passion and really make sure that we are self-correcting. So as we celebrate and we take a minute and stop, but then we also say, hey, this is something I can grow in this area. And how great is it for us to model that and, and be authentic with our students and give them those those real life examples in the classroom? I love that you bring up, um, Sharla, everyone has a strength, right? There's a genius area. So when we support our students, when we support our teammates, our colleagues in discovering their genius, how does this impact the culture, the environment of our classrooms and, and ultimately our school? I think of passion and, you know, it really, it's what excites them, what fills them, what do they love to do? And the great thing, Molly, is that we're all wired differently. Thank goodness, right? We all have different geniuses. And so when we bring these collective geniuses together, it just creates this rich leadership environment. There's so much safety in knowing that we're all learning together. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just when we accent on that genius, we can have this growth mindset and and really celebrating each other in their genius. I'm hoping one of the things that our listeners are grabbing onto, you said a, a simple line in there is, we're not going after perfection, right? We don't have to be perfect. And we are wired differently. Thank goodness. We all have different strengths in different areas to be able to pull together. So just knowing, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. We're going to lean into each other, right? And so that mindset, that paradigm is very freeing. So let's talk 
actionable steps, right? So we have this paradigm, we have this mindset moving forward. So what are some highly effective practices that can truly set that strong foundation for building that leadership environment in the classroom? All about living and going back to that reflection, like you talked about, on our mission statement that our class created. And it's never too late. So whenever in the school year you're hearing this, you can always huddle up and create a mission statement. Using that proactive language uh, with each other and then owning it when we don't, especially as the teacher. Creating those win-win agreements around our goals, EVA deposits, and, and here's the hardest one, listening first. So listen first to understand living habit five. And I, I really feel like these highly effective practices create a winning combination for students to feel valued. I love that. So let me just kind of go back. So mission statement. So if we haven't done a mission statement, then let's just huddle up and do one. If we have, let's bring it to live and use a proactive language from our mission statement. And then I love that you said owning it because that goes back to what you were saying, Charlotte, is we're, we're not perfect. We're going to have days where maybe we slide away from the mission statement. We come back, we own it, we right our wrongs, we move forward, right? And I love that you brought in EBA deposits, right? Ways that we can love our students in their authentic way, as well as our colleagues. And being willing to lean into habit five and empathically communicate with one another. Those are great strategies and ways that we can move forward, actionable steps in moving forward in our classroom that are 100% doable. I love that. This is kind of a wonder that we tend to have sometimes with our teachers. Does this look different in a primary classroom versus a middle school or a high school? Absolutely. And really, the engagement is the key here. So I think the power of the morning circle in elementary and then that huddle up for secondary gives back throughout the day. So it's that investment that we make in the morning. And I think this goes back to keeping the main thing, the main thing. Like, what do we want out of today? What impact do we want? What energy or attitudes or challenges are we bringing into our room today? So these morning circles, these huddles, they help us answer those questions. They sometimes help us shift to back to our mission. Molly, one thing I've been loving with my secondary schools is the trust huddles and really seeing what difference these can make. So just really giving our time and helping the students decide what this time looks like in the morning. You're bringing the students right back into, right, that empowerment, whether it's morning circle, whether it's the morning huddle up, the trust huddles in high school, but the most important component is bringing the students in, which I'm going to ask you that I'm curious now, what do you feel is the most impactful thing a teacher can do in their classroom to build a leadership environment? Okay. So I'm not a singer, Molly, but I could just bust out and let it go right now. <laughs> hey, and, you'll welcome and that. <laughs> and I've done this on some of the coaching days and it stays in your head all day, but just really releasing that control. And it really only happens one baby step at a time. It takes me back to a coaching day just a, a week or so ago at one of my uh, school's Westside Elementary. And they jumped into empowering instruction this year as their impact journey. And one of the teachers who's been there from the beginning, she just really realized and, and shared, you know, whole staff that she hadn't rebounded from the post-pandemic 
and the control. And, and she just said, I re- was so refreshed by being in this time and seeing some of the videos and realizing why was I passing out papers and, and why was I doing some of these things? I'm going to go back and just reflect on what I can give back to students and stop controlling. What do you think holds us back from creating this environment for our students? You know, the deadlines, all of the things that the schedules and the compliance. And then there's that T word that always gets all of us time and not having enough of it. What recommendations for some proactive ways to pivot when we find ourselves in that space? How can we make that pivot so that we jump out of that space we're in? I love this question and I love pivoting because I think pivoting helps us once again, move away from that. We have to be perfect. And so two things come to mind and one of them, just being intentional with your time and focusing on the wildly important, going back and starting the week before the whirlwind gets us, because it's going to get us, it's coming. It's always coming for us in the whirlwind. (laughs) So just really focusing on one to two things that will really help us cultivate this environment. And number two, most importantly, every day brings new grace. And so giving ourselves grace, life, life happens. So we just get back up and do it all over again. But also ask our students for help, right? as we're in this whole grace area. So what can teachers do just on a daily basis to create that leadership environment, something simple that you feel like they could do? I am all about keep it super simple, you know, having those Hershey kisses around. Have it three all day. So just focusing on one thing at a time. And really, we want to do all the things because they're great things. But just getting comfortable with one thing and then when you notice that that's starting to roll and it's becoming a system. An example is several schools I'm working with, they love the best practices look fors on Leader and Me online. And so on those 15 look fors, Molly, they may say as a grade level team, we really would love to focus on these three look fors this month and how can we support each other? So just taking those baby steps, but also celebrating all those little wins along the way and remembering slow and steady wins the race. Charlotte, thank you for shining the light on the power of leadership environment and really practical ways we can show our students their worth and potential. I wrote quite a few of those down um, to be able to share with schools all over the place. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to jump into our rapid fire questions. We're just going to have some fun, quick responses. Do not overthink it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Question number one. What's one thing that you're grateful for today? My beautiful family. Just love my family. Okay. One quick fact that most people may not know about you. I love photography and scrapbooking and have been doing it since my children were babies. And that's like 27 years ago. And I've made over a hundred scrapbooks, Molly. Holy smokes. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's like a trip down memory lane. All right. One word your past teachers would use to describe you. I would say helpful. So I was a a teacher assistant before it was a leadership role. I can remember in third grade, just being right there and wanting to help my teacher do everything. Oh, and from personal experience, yes. I would say that's a great way to describe (laughs) you, my friend. Yes. Okay. What is the best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? Oh, there's so many. 
one that I've just put in my heart and I try to remember is one of my mentors shared this with me very early in leadership. And it's know your people, love your people, and model balance for them and for you. And just, we, you know, Molly, we live in this hurry up and hustle 24-7 world. And it seems to be getting faster every day. So I think this piece of leadership is really keeping the main thing the main thing. I love every ounce of that, Sharla. Thank you for having some fun with us. Everyone, we'll be right back with some more greatness in just a moment. Leaders, as we have navigated the past few years, we have missed being together and we miss seeing all of you. So we're bringing back our Leader Me Symposium event series. We're excited to host a symposium in four different cities, Tampa, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, Dallas, Texas, and Washington, DC. Our focus this year is coming together of ideas, genius people, and communities. We'll explore whole child learning, staff and student wellness, building resilience, trauma-informed practices, creating a sense of belonging, and other timely educational topics. You will also have a chance to visit and learn from other Leader in Me schools. Seats are filling up fast, so go to leaderinme.org slash events to learn more and register for the event nearest you. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Paradigm Pause. Today, let's take a moment to reflect on a mindset that forms a foundation of a strong leadership environment, one where we choose to release rather than control. Charla reminds us today that a shared leadership environment is one where we choose to release and empower our students to define the learning environment, where they share their thoughts, hopes, and dreams about what they need in the classroom every day to feel loved and to know they belong. The paradigm of release means we let go of our need to control. It's where we get to lead together with our students rather than feeling the pressure to manage and solve every problem on our own. We trust that together with our students, we can create an environment that supports all students. Choosing to create a leadership environment is not about telling our students what they need. It's simply asking them what they need. Try it today. It's a simple question that has a lasting impact. Welcome back, everyone. We always end our podcast episode with one doable action step or strategy that you, the empowering teacher, can take right back to the classroom. So, Charlotte, keeping our focus on the power of our leadership environment, what is one thing that our teachers can move forward with today that will have a big impact in their classroom? Yeah, Molly, it's exactly that. Just one thing. So would love if anyone needs permission, just to give you permission, and I'm giving myself permission too, just to focus on the one thing. And what is it that's so big and so important that if you did that one thing, you would start to see results, you would start to see that leadership environment, that school belonging. So just really rallying the few people around you, the students, the staff, the Lighthouse team, what is one thing that we want to do this week, this month, by the end of the school year, and really focusing on that one thing, and then move to the next thing as you gain momentum. 
but just keeping it simple with one thing at a time. I love the the power behind that. Imagine the one thing today, this week, this month, that will let our students know that they're loved and that they belong. Sharla, thank you for sharing your genius with us today. And of course, a big thank you to our listeners. Keep shining. You've got this.